at the end of the day, I think back and even if I've had a frustrating day or whatever, it's like, that's my job. I got to <laughs> talk to, you know, 15 cool people today, hear their story, hear what they're about. What is good, everybody? This is Michael Zakan, founder and creator of Our Future. We are the go-to podcast and media brand for young professionals looking to unlock their future in context of our future. And today I have a very special guest for our careers episode. We're focusing in again on the entertainment industry, following up on the episode we did with Matt Lattice who broke into music. And this time we're talking to Haley Kellogg. Haley Kellogg's job is to cast reality TV shows. I'll say it again. Her job is to cast reality TV shows, interviewing mega personalities who are going to go up on TV and do some crazy stuff. Haley has a dream job by all means. It's very fascinating and it's cool because I kind of flipped the script on her. She's interviewing a lot of people every week. I interview a lot of people every week and I interviewed her. So it was an awesome conversation. I learned a lot from it. She's in fact, the second Kellogg to be featured on this podcast. I brought on Haley's dad, Dan Kellogg, the hotelier, entrepreneur, and mega family man who came on uh, the podcast a few months ago, who we met by the pool in Palm Springs. And we actually recorded our live episode there where he discussed how he won a game show. Uh, it's an incredible family. So shout out to the entire Kellogg crew. And let's get this one rolling. Um, we did meet poolside and that's because my dad loves to talk to everyone. So I'm, I'm mostly known for being Price is Right 85's daughter. But anyways, <laughs> um, I'm Haley Kellogg. Um, I'm from Minnesota, born and raised. Um, went to the University of Oregon for college, decided LA was the move and, uh, moved out here a couple years after that and Got now it. working on TV. Got it. So what's interesting to me is, so you grew up in Minnesota, which is pretty far removed from LA. Uh, yeah. do you, did you always have dreams to make it out there and work in the business? Was that always your ambition to leave Minnesota? It was, it was. LA was always the goal. Um, obviously California just because of the weather, but um, mm -hmm. since I was literally walking and talking, I was making my younger brother go along with all the plays that I would make up and you know, all, all that stuff. So um, I was definitely always in the arts and I knew this is where you had to be if you wanted to make it happen. So how does someone from Minnesota and someone who's not necessarily intertwined with the entertainment community, how did you make your first footsteps to like landing your first job or your first opportunity to be immersed in this, this awesome space? It was honestly connections that I made. Um, I, when I graduated in 2015 from college, I was a theater arts major. So I already knew that that's the space I wanted to be in and moved to Seattle after college, worked there for a couple of years as a stage manager in theater. And when it was time to move to LA, I had worked with this woman named Roberta who was in the industry and she was just in Seattle after living in LA for a few years. And when I moved out here, she said, Hey, I've got a friend who's actually looking for a PA. Not sure, you know, if you'd be interested in doing that. I'm like, give me anything. I just moved to LA. I'm what was I at the time? 23, 24. And, uh, so I met with her friend the next day when I arrived and she basically said, okay, you're hired if you can do these things. And, from there, I just met more people through that experience mm -hmm. um, and those connections just came. So that was huge for me, just being a hard worker and taking right. that first step and taking basically any job at the beginning. So you've been at a few different companies, organizations in the, in the industry. 
Could you just walk us through briefly kind of the stepping stones between each one and then where you are now? So the first show that I worked on was actually a Facebook watch show. And it was right when that was sort of becoming a thing when Facebook was doing their own series and stuff. So I got just a producer's assistant job, basically, you know, following the producer around, doing the odds and end jobs, little things like that. It wasn't really running and getting coffee, which was amazing because normally that's what a PA is. And I've done Mm -hmm. that too. But um, this job was, she really was an amazing woman, allowed me to be creative. And she knew that she just saw something in me that I, she knew I could make it. Mm -hmm. And um, she could kind of form me into where I'm at today. So really thankful for that. Um, And then I followed her to a couple of different shows. So I did some CBS shows, um, mostly all in the reality space, unscripted. Um, and then basically I've met other people from there and how I got into casting was that same woman who got me my first PA job said, I'm coming back to LA. I'm going to start casting this show on ABC. Mm -hmm. You're going to come work with me. And that's just how she, she is. And so I'm like, okay, I mean, how do you say no to that? She got me my first job. I'm not going to say no. I love the woman. And it must've been exciting too. I mean, casting a game show. I mean, wow. Yeah. So it was to tell the truth season four. Um, and so I get there, I literally have no idea what I'm doing. And mind you, this whole entire time I come from theater and I have no idea what I'm doing at any job. I just, you have to adapt. You have to learn quickly. So that's what I did and started casting first day on the job, just kind of went with it and rolled with it. And they trusted me, which was huge. And so from there, now I'm on, I don't even know, like my 10th, 10th show 13th show that's crazy that's crazy so did you ever see yourself casting growing up i mean you didn't even see it for yourself were you a were you a fan of reality tv like what do you to this day do not watch reality tv (laughs) that's hilarious so you're just the brain you're just the brains behind the organization it's it's kind of like me like i create podcasts and i do love podcasts but i just don't even have a lot of time to listen to them but i mean you're you're trying to create these these media products and these stories that will appeal to a broad audience and Maybe you aren't the target market, but you're the engineer behind it all, which I think is really interesting. So you mentioned a keyword, unscripted. Uh, there's a level of uncertainty with these shows, right? You don't know who these people are and what they might be able to provide to the storytelling, to the audience. And you work in casting. And I think the essence of casting is figuring out, is this person going to be a value providing character in this story that we're manufacturing? How do you go about the casting process? I mean, uh, walk us through it. Say I sit down with you and how are you going to evaluate me? Yeah, so I actually do what you're doing right now. So it's interesting being on the other side of things because mm-hmm. I'm always the interviewer. Um, so, you know, we find people through word of mouth. Social media is huge. I don't know how they did it back in the day when they literally had to go and nail signs to, you know, a lamppost or whatever. But um, social media is my friend. So we find people, get them to apply and you know, sit down with them like this and interview them and see who they are, their personality, um, especially for reality TV, like game shows, dating shows. Um, we're looking for characters, you know? Right. Um, there's always gonna be the good guy. There's always gonna be someone who might be not so much the good guy, but we never paint them in that light. So if you sit down with me and I'm interviewing you, whatever you, that, that's who you are, you know? So, um, yeah, just getting to know the person. That's so interesting. So 
I mean, a question from one interview or another, what's your favorite question to extract out of someone? I mean, for me, it, usually with like some high level executives, it's like, what did you see yourself doing when you were 20? And then that brings out a great story of, you know, why careers are circuitous and it would even apply to you who didn't know you wanted, you were going to go into casting. You didn't even know what it was. What is your favorite question? It honestly depends what type of show that I'm working on. Um, obviously, if it's a dating show, it's going to be a little bit risque. <laughs> you know, we, we get into the nitty gritty of it. But um, I think what is your biggest achievement or what uh, is the biggest roadblock you've overcome really gets into uh, the depths of where people have been and where they're going. Right, right. That's really interesting to just talk with all these different people. Can you give me an example of a question you ask on one of these like dating shows? Like, what would you ask me? I mean, where, where can we go on this podcast? <laughs> I mean, let's go in a million different directions right now. I mean, Call Her Daddy is the hottest podcast in the world. Yeah. Let's yeah, take a page out of her book for a sec. We get into their sex lives, um, you know, their their fetishes, all of that stuff. Wow. Um, yeah. Interesting. What's That's the, what's the a filter on E? So yeah. if you ever see it, it's pretty have you Have you ever been sitting there and someone just says some outlandish shit? Oh yeah. People do not hold back, especially someone willing to put their whole lives on reality TV. They're not going to, mm. you know, hide anything. So it's, it's been wow. interesting. Yeah. What do you think the motivation is behind people wanting to be on these shows? Is it to, I mean, what have you seen people do after they've been on the shows? Have they grown audience? Have they started pod shows? Have they become content creators? Like what is kind of the path? Like, what are some success stories that you've been exposed to? Yeah, it really depends. I've seen a lot of people, um, you know, especially like The Bachelor or The Bachelorette, they obviously use that as a career bump. And I feel like that's the motivation for a lot of these young adults to be on that show. Um, it's not literally their last chance at love when they're like 23. But anyways, um, but my favorite show that I work on is To Tell the Truth on ABC. And what that show does is highlight amazing people doing incredible things. So whether it's a, you know, a crazy story that happened to them or a world record they've broken or, um, you know, an occupation that nobody even knows about but deserves to be celebrated, we do that. We put them on the stage. We give them a platform to say, hey, this is who I am and this is what I've been doing. So a lot of people have just been incredibly recognized deservedly so right um, that show so that's what i'm most proud of and i Every, think that's everybody has a story yeah yeah, yeah every, everybody has a story and honestly there's incredible value that i i like i believe that every human has just some some amazing experiences to share with other people where is reality tv going how is it evolving uh, I know you're casting like a show right now. I mean, what are your insights on the future of this entertainment medium? Because didn't it all start with, I guess it didn't start with keeping up with the Kardashians, but like that is what put it in the public consciousness. Like, can you, what's the history here? Yeah. So I think it's actually been the only thing in, even during the pandemic that's been sound um, because you don't have to pay, you know, Ben Affleck, four million dollars to do a film and quarantine and you know just the bigger productions with larger people here you can have 10 people in a house and you know and get them all COVID tested before yeah, exactly so um I think it's been huge for reality 
Um, but you know, unscripted is very broad. It can be, you know, every food show you see competition show, um, game shows, dating shows, you know, um, home improvement shows fall under that spectrum. So yeah, it's, it's, I think it's, it's going to be around interesting. forever. People love yeah. it because they can see themselves in a piece of it or they see what they don't like in themselves and, you know, can make fun of it. There, there, there's a lot of fakery though that goes on like how do you navigate that as producers of these shows um to to like between manufacturing and between organic development like what is the fine line there and how does is that get managed and viewed by those putting this stuff together yeah i get this question a lot it's interesting because I'm only on the early side of things. So I'm casting and once it's handed over to production, I don't usually um, stay involved. So after someone has been approved by the network and then is on the show, I kind of take a step back. But, um, you know, there there are definitely a lot of producing um, aspects of show, reality shows. So, you know, oh, okay, we really love what you said there, but could you just say it again and start the sentence with, I love him because, or, you know, a com- complete sentence. So um, it's, it's definitely not all manufactured, but there are certain aspects because people are human and yeah. Uh, it's interesting. You have to like fight for people. That's so, that's so interesting. Like you see something in them. It's kind of like what happened with that woman who saw something in you and there's someone who it's probably like a little bit raw, but like, can you give them the platform to showcase their talents to the world and take that chance on them? Like, I feel like it's a business of taking a lot of chances. And yeah. what you said about not having to pay Ben Affleck $4 million, like that's interesting to me because like, I'm really thinking about this micro influencer concept. Cause like Gymshark, do you wear Gymshark? Yeah. Yeah. I love Gymshark. The, the way they got big was by leveraging micro influencers. So people would like, I don't know, five, 10 K followers on Instagram, like, you know, um, and they have significant influence, um, in their own communities, but they're not like Serena Williams. And by getting the scale of all those people, you're arguably doing more than just bringing on an influencer because you're tapping into so many different networks. And it's something like I'm considering in our future, like we want to set up like an ambassador program at different colleges it's relatable too. You know, you, you do want to see that your, your favorite celebrity loves it also. That gives it some clout. But, um, when you see someone wearing Gymshark or what, is this an ad for Gymshark now? Can we keep saying it? Uh, yeah. Let's um, keep saying it. <laughs> <laughs> um, sponsor us. Um, Please. you know, when you see someone that looks like you wearing that brand, it's more relatable. Yeah, just like reality TV, like these interactions and these people are a bit more attainable. It's not always like Real Housewives. You know, when you say mm-hmm. like, oh, I asked for reality TV, it's it's not always like the Kardashians or Real Housewives or whatever the crazy, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> insane shows are. Mm-hmm. So, which I haven't worked for any of those. So, I mean, where do you see yourself going? You, you, you really like casting? Um, you know, what are, are there other parts of the industry you want to get involved with? Yeah, I actually took the job in casting because I basically was told that I was going to work with her. Um, And then I just fell in love with it. And I also realized that to be a good producer, you have to know all aspects of the business. So I eventually want to be an executive producer, run a network, you know, all that fun stuff. Epic. But I wanted to learn all the ins and outs of, you know, 
from the very first infancy of casting, finding someone to, you know, editing and post-production and, you know, having it, having it air. So, Mm. um, that's kind of what I was doing. And I sort of got not stuck here because I enjoy it and I like it, but, um, it was just sort of my, my first stepping stone into a bigger picture. You and I both meet like tens of different people a week. Um, and there's just, it's just exponential growth. Like as a person, I feel like just meeting all these people and talking to people, you know, you, you can't even sum it up. You can't sum it up in a dollar amount. You can't sum it. There's no, there's no way to, to, to really put a, a number or a quantify human value. Yeah. And I feel like at the end of the day, I think back and even if I've had a frustrating day or whatever, it's like, that's my job. I got to <laughs> talk you know, 15 cool people today, hear their story, hear what they're about and, you know, hopefully make someone's day. I mean, obviously, as you know, my dad is still talking about the prices right from five. So I try to think when I'm having a hard day, maybe I'm casting somebody who's going to be telling their grandkids and random, you know, people they That's meet cool. at someday. The random people you meet at a pool. Oh my God. Your dad's, your dad's the best. He's, uh, he connected me to someone too for the pod. So, I mean, we, we talk, we text. So what's your piece of career advice to a young person that wants to work in entertainment? Um, hit us with it as we round this episode out for the final question. Be willing to take small jobs and work hard, but mm-hmm. don't do it for no pay because you deserve to be paid. Um, but also be the person you would want to work with that one in the morning when you're trying to get a pitch out and it's frustrating and it's hard, you know, be that person that you want to see in the hallway, in the office, um, be that person you want to meet at the coffee maker, you know, when everything goes back, back to normal. So just work hard and be yourself, but be your best self. Ladies and gentlemen, that was Haley Kellogg, who works in casting in the entertainment industry, super fascinating industry. I hope you guys enjoyed this interview. Please leave me a review on Apple Podcasts to help this show grow. We're currently at 60. I want to get to 100. And and make sure to be subscribed to our newsletter where we release some really awesome journalism on the business world, sharing insights, career resources, and more. Check that out in the link in the description. And as always, everybody, stay frosty. Be with you guys again soon.